Welcome to Kiwi Presents or Inspiring Stories. This is the health and wellbeing podcast where I sit down with a special guest to discuss a topic for one of the calendar awareness days. The aim of this podcast is to inspire, inform and celebrate the people who share their incredible stories to help others. So sit back and enjoy. Today's episode is raising awareness of Love Your Lungs Week, which is the 22nd to the 28th of June this year. I sit down with Sarah Scudamore in our home in Southbourne, who's a movement teacher, health advocate and a mum of two. She incorporates breath work into her classes and feels the need to spread awareness of the importance of good breathing techniques, which can in fact increase lung capacity, as well as helping one to feel calm and just simply amazing. I'm really looking forward to our chat. And here's the show. So, yeah, hi, Sarah. Hi, Kerry. Thank you so much for meeting me. I know life's really busy. We've got you teaching your wonderful classes. You're a TA at school. You're a mum to two lovely children. And also, I want to say thank you for squeezing in our little pre-podcast prep. Oh, it was okay. It was fun. We did. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, soft play, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, soft play, of course. Escaped into the terrace sun bit. So yeah. that was really nice. Yeah, forgot we we're in the sun. That I just lovely. had soft play in my in my head. Oh yeah, no, you should forget, forget the bad bits and remember the good bits. Yeah, we in the sunshine, we were looking after children, sort of. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So also strangely, we went to the same university, but. Not that I remember. No, I know. I don't know how. Yeah, weirdly. I'm a bit older than you, though, aren't I? Well, I did university a little bit older, so I think we probably Ah. were, maybe had a crossover. Okay. And you did dance? Yeah, I did dance. And and my housemate did dance. I think we probably did have some crossover, but maybe we just And the husbands went... Husbands both went there and played rugby together. Yeah. So tell us about what your course was. So I did sports therapy at university, so we were in Chichester, lovely Chichester. Yeah. I'm very busy. I did sports therapy, which was a sports science degree, and it really interested me because I'd always kind of had this interest in sports injuries and physio, and I'd had kind of back pain since I was maybe 13 or 14, so Mm -hmm. I'd done lots of sports. So it always interested me, and then this course came up, and it was quite a new course, and it looked really fun, and, you know, I didn't want to go and just do a course that I'd be bored by, so it was great. It was really hands-on, lots of rehab, lots of anatomy and physiology. It was great. Mm. it's doing something you're interested in isn't it because yeah. there's no point in just doing something that you think oh that's gonna turn into a good job yeah. you've got to do something that you're interested yeah. in like I did dance and business thinking oh I like both those subjects who knows what it will turn into it Perfect. has actually turned into turned something into a dance <laughs> business <laughs> yeah, it's so weird I never planned that to happen honestly I just chose something that I really, really enjoyed amazing. and I think that's what you've got to do haven't yeah. you you're a perfect promotion for that course <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's where it all started yes. then that's your so you had the passion for health and fitness yeah. general well-being so how did that lead into what you're doing now so I had before uni I had gone into work in gyms I'd worked in the fitness industry and didn't really know kind of what I wanted to do but enjoyed that environment and enjoyed the kind of people that it, you know that I was working with at that time went to uni and did my sports therapy degree and then came out of it and kind of took this wiggly path into kind of different avenues but always stayed in the health and fitness industry I actually ended up being an area manager for a training provider delivering fitness qualifications mm-hmm. and that's when I fell pregnant with my children my first child 
And I kind of knew as soon as I'd had my first child or while I was on maternity leave that I wanted to set up a business. Yeah. And it was just thinking, oh, what, what am I going to commit to? What do I want? You know, what am I passionate about? Yeah. Then I started delving a little bit more into the training for postnatal fitness, postnatal wellbeing. And it kind of led me down this avenue of women's health and, you know, that turned into third age and perimenopause and all these kind of things kind of came out of it. So yeah, yeah. I, you know, once I'd had my children, I knew that's what I wanted to do and I wanted to help women once they'd had children and once they kind of reached different stages of life where it wasn't just kind of get up and go where do whatever you want your body's changed and mm-hmm. you know you need to change with it definitely and yeah in more recent years you've been focusing on the importance of breath as well haven't you yes. and incorporating that into your business so how did you first come across how important good breathing technique is was there something that particularly sort of spurred you on to help you and then to help others as well yeah so that definitely came from initially so it's kind of come from two different paths the first one was I did um my advanced postnatal training and you know when I started learning about the body and that way the core breathing the breathing and integrating your core and the muscles in your core and um, getting them to work in synergy with each other that was absolutely fundamental to everything in terms of helping women, you know, and helping myself um, with back pain, with pelvic floor issues, with anything that happened during pregnancy, anything that happens during perimenopause. So that was the first kind of insight into it was this core breathing and how we really get our body working in sync the way that it kind of, we were made to breathe. Should be doing. Yeah, how we should breathe, how, you know, how our body naturally wants to breathe, but maybe we've learned different patterns. Mm-hmm. So that was the first way. Should I talk about the second way now as well, the second part of it? The yeah, second, go for it. So the go second part of it was I did, during lockdown, I started my yoga qualification. Yeah. So then, because I knew I wanted to do these relaxation events. That's all linked anyway, isn't it? it the yoga is. and the fitness exactly. and the Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I started realising that what women really needed was more relaxation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we need the core breathing, we need, you know, it's great to do movement and this, that and the other, nutrition and all those lovely things. But we also really need like this like, rest. At rest and self-care. Mm. So I did my yoga qualification and then kind of started looking into that a little bit more. And obviously the breathing and our breath and how we breathe is obviously an integral part of that as well. So mm-hmm. that kind of links nicely together with what I'd already done and kind of intertwines now everything I do. It's really nice that it's all incorporated together, isn't yeah. it? And you've got like, that speciality, but amongst lots of different things. Yeah. Yeah, it works common, well. common thread. So you mentioned about back pain when you were a teenager and then did that carry through when you had the children like before and after? Tell us more about that. Yeah so it did carry through I I guess on and off had suffered with back pain from yeah I guess early teens I started as a chiropractor and Mm. it was one of these weird things where people tried to explain it at the time but it never really made sense it was just like this really sudden onset of you know spasms in my back muscles and as I went through life, it kind of would, you know, there'd be parts of my life where it'd be really severe and then it would just kind of go and it's just very strange. I found this all very strange that you could just have this really debilitating back pain and then weirdly, without even treatment, it would just go. And so I started reading a little bit more into that around the brain connection and our emotions and stress and how our body holds tension, how our body carries stress and how our body shows our emotions in its symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so that was really interesting. So now I'm kind of you know, sometimes my back, my back might still hurt, but I don't really say now, oh, I've got, you know, I don't really make this thing of like, oh, I've got this back pain. So you kind of put this sufferer cap on where you feel like you've got this mentality of like, oh, I'm a back pain sufferer. And that's... Oh, like a label. See, yeah. yeah. And you see what it, what it does when you say I'm back, it kind of, you carry it. And so you kind of expect it. Whereas 
when you kind of let go of that a little bit and just say, right, okay, well, my back might hurt now. It's not going to hurt forever. And you get move on. And then and I carry on doing all the things I love. I play netball or volleyball. You know, I work out or I do some yoga. Yeah. And nothing, it hasn't stopped me from doing anything. And, yeah. you know, I'm back pain free right now. But maybe, you know, there might be some points where I have back pain again, but it doesn't mean anything now to me. It's not like, oh, I suck with back pain. No. I've just changed And is there particular points where you know, oh, it's because of that? Mm. Yeah, sometimes it might be if I'm like really, you know, busy and stressed and I'm just, you know, doing too much and it kind of links in then if I have a long journey in the car, in the van or something, and then I'm really stressed, it might link in with that. So I can recognise like, oh, okay, I just need to take some time. Just need to take some time, do some stretching, do some breathing and attempt to be able to do like a little bit of relaxation some breathing so a little bit of stretching and then it will just work its way out now it's fine yeah so you're aware of that now yeah so yeah let's talk about breathing then what are the different patterns of breathing Sarah that do you think that we typically do and what pattern do you think we should have yeah okay so so we tend to it depends on you know who the person is and, and what they've been doing in their lifestyle but for instance a lot of us will be taking very much a shorter breath than we our body naturally wants. Mm-hmm. And it will be taking a costal breath. So one of these breaths up in our chest, our neck muscles, so your necks and shoulder muscles aren't breathing muscles. They're accessory muscles that might work when we're breathing, but they're not the muscles that actually should action the breathing. So a lot of us have got this either a shorter breath, a costal breath, this kind of panicked breath where we're maybe like, imagine a pant where you, it's a, an, that's an exaggerated version of our you know day to day breath that where we're busy we're sat at a desk hunched over so our posture might change maybe we're if we're pregnant it changes our breath so there's lots of things that change our breath pattern but it tends to make the breath shorter faster and using the muscles and the um, moving our chest our upper chest and our neck as opposed to actually using our lovely diaphragm mm. which is our our only breathing muscle it sits below our ribs so this is really our breath that we should all be kind of engaging. And it's really with our breath, it's about awareness. So if we can just raise our awareness of how we're breathing, take some time each day to think about our breath and notice our breath, then actually that's the best way to change our breath. So yeah. our diaphragm at the bottom of our ribs here should expand. So it means that our ribs should expand 360 degrees outwards. Our lower ribs should expand our tummies I'm doing it now I'm like yeah. I've got to do it it's really strange yes, just breathing honest. in your belly because you feel like you're sticking it out yeah and there's a balance actually there's a little yeah. balance oh, of like, yeah okay. there is a little bit of a balance mm. yogic breath is very you know you might get instructed in a yoga class to do a big belly breath where you really push your tummy out yeah which is a lovely relaxing breath okay but not an everyday thing but not an everyday thing especially uh, for women that i work with who may have had children or who are you know maybe in their 40s and we're thinking about the pressure system in our core so we want to expand our let our tummies expand when we breathe yes and it it does feel weird it's natural Yeah. yeah it's natural and that's probably the hardest thing for people to grasp is getting that movement in lower ribs and tummies just inflating as you breathe in one thing we've talked about before i know is about sucking tummies in yeah so i talk about this a lot because it's one of these habits that a lot of us have 
learn you know yeah. since the 90s when we had all this probably long you know yeah little long, crop tops long, 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 as a teenager crop tops <laughs> and social media no social not even social media but media <laughs> from those years we've all learned to suck our tummies in yeah and so we're all like and you know some some sports so gymnasts for instance they'll be you know stood tall with this anterior pelvis uh, where the pelvis is tilted yeah shoulders back tummy is in that's the posture that and a lot dance, of dance to a certain extent although I think the posture's at least you sort of tuck in yes. your pelvis a little bit don't you with gymnastics I don't know how they do that with yes, that curved yes, yes. I don't know how they do that but yeah and actually I did gymnastics for about 10 years when I was younger so did you? yeah probably did have a little bit of with the back pain that might have yeah. contributed a little bit but I know when um, I'm sat when I'm sat at the desk working I do sit quite upright because doing dance I'm supposed to yes. it but I do hold my tummy and my Those breath because yes. I'm like right got to get loads of emails done I'm like yes. I don't remember to breathe I think yes. I'm getting better at it now because I'm more aware of it and Absolutely. I do think right breathe Kiri yes. at least every it's weird isn't it that we have to remind ourselves to breathe <laughs> yeah. So that's it. That's the other. You know, there's a couple of other kind of habits, but the breath holding, especially when you're at, you know, at, at yeah. working, breath holding is a really common thing that we see. Just holding the tummy, tummy muscles in tight, and you know, clenching the jaw. Mouth breathing is the other big one that really, I guess, over the last few hundred years humans have now become much more mouth breathers than they ever were before, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it's interesting because there's a lot of breathing experts that would say that is the cause of a lot of our problems. Is that what's holding us back then, do you think? I think it's definitely one of the contributors. And if we look at things like asthma, allergies, sleep apnea, snoring, teeth problems, so, you know, crooked teeth, all of these things, when you look back at the history of mankind, a lot of these things didn't exist because we we just purely breathed through our nose our nasal cavities were much bigger our ability to breathe through our nose was much greater than it is now which is so what's changed crazy. then physiologically over the those times well so i'm currently reading this book breath by james nestor which we'll talk about because it's really really you know in terms of the, the podcast that we're doing right now it's mm. just, just such a great kind of insight but one of the things they did they've done lots of research and there's lots of studies they've looked into it's really interesting super interesting that looking at the food that we eat so the food we eat now is a lot softer. We have a lot more processed food, but also a lot of the whole foods that we eat, we've kind of, you know, taken the bits out of the rice that were hard to make it softer. We've taken the bits out of the flour that made it hard to make it softer. So a lot of our food is a lot softer, which means our jaws aren't as strong and our mouth are strong. We've also, interesting, one of the interesting things was our language, learning to actually communicate the way we do as humans and learning to actually speak in a language that's recognisable now change the way our mouths work obviously so we need a lot more kind of finite motor skills in our mouth now yeah. than we've had for so yeah there's lots of things that have um, contributed but mouth breathing in general and there's lots of lovely tips we can talk about a couple of those about how we can improve this but mouth breathing in general is one of the things that maybe is not helping us to feel as energized or to feel as well as we could mm. in our lives so has our face sort of changed shape then over the years? Yeah. The way you said about the mouth changing yeah. and the nose. So what's happened? Yeah, so it has totally changed. So our, we used to have much more kind of pronounced, and it might look, it probably would look really weird now if we went yeah. back to that way. But you can actually, um, you know, the, the studies and the, certainly the information in the book showed that they, there was things that people were trying but, you know, our jaws were stronger. So if you think about some of a really strong jawline, you know, I don't know. So basically, because we chew less, because we chew, our food doesn't need chewing. So that, you know, just chewing gum can actually help to strengthen your jaw. 
Because in, in you know a few hundred years or many hundred years ago, the, imagine the food that we were having to eat. We were having to chew for quite a few hours each yes. day. Yeah. And so our jaws were much more pronounced. Our nasal cavities were bigger. Um, the regional mass was bigger. So there was just, it, yeah, it was, would have been kind of... Um, just wondering about digestion bit. because people seem to have more digestion digestive problems. Yeah. And is that because we're not chewing as much? Because it doesn't that help it's with definitely, digestion. Yeah, definitely one of the factors is, is not chewing enough because yeah. our stomach doesn't have teeth and we rush our food because we're in a yeah. rush to do lots of things. And also, yeah, I guess we're more distracted when we're eating now. We're not just sat here having a meal because that's the main activity of our day mm-hmm. that's kind of like now it's like oh i've got to eat our dinner quick we've got so much more to do today whereas before having that meal would have been the activity yeah that would have been like right sit down for a feast sit down for to eat and you'd have only been focused on, eat, on eating so you'd have chewed hundreds of times for each mouthful and now we don't and yeah, yeah that definitely has an impact on our gut health and digestion yeah so many factors isn't there i know there is it's all very multifaceted isn't it it and, is yeah yeah, so I'm thinking about the face shape and how that's changed and how we're doing more mouth breathing. So I'm just now wondering, do you think that's why we are more prone to allergies? There's more yeah. asthma around, yeah. isn't it? And could having good breathing techniques help that, do you think? Yeah, it's definitely one of the factors that I think is, yeah, is, should be taken into consideration. Obviously, there's lots of factors around kind of asthma and allergies. A lot of times it's quite genetic, but we know that our nasal, when we breathe through our nose, there's all of these filters in our nose that filter the air. Mm. So that's why what is one of the reasons why it's so important. So we know that with allergies and with asthma, certainly with allergies, filtering the air really helps because it filters out some of the allergens that our body doesn't like. And with asthma, because we've got this different breath where we're maybe not using our diaphragm. We talked about that, haven't we, about not yeah. using our diaphragm fully. So we maybe use less than a third of our diaphragm's actual capacity. Uh, you know, with things like asthma, and I'm not an expert on these conditions but you know the way we breathe does have an impact on that because we're not always it's not always about getting the air in or getting the oxygen in it's also about having carbon the right amount of carbon dioxide in our body and getting the carbon dioxide out so we always think we need more oxygen but we also need the carbon dioxide and we also need the carbon dioxide to be able to leave our body at the right ratio for oxygen so that's when we talk about our breathing techniques and how we breathe that has a massive impact on that Okay, so how detrimental is it or what is happening to us physiologically if we don't have good breathing techniques? Say, for example, if we hold our breath, what is that actually doing to us physically and mentally? Yeah, so it's a really, really good question. So a lot of it comes down to our nervous system and the things that are automatic in our body, our autonomic nervous system and the things that we have control over. So things like our heart rate and our blood pressure our breathing rate and how we breathe and you know that exchange of gases in our body of oxygen and carbon dioxide has a huge impact so we you know it can raise our heart rate we know that we can increase our heart rate if we're breathing too quickly or too shallow because our body is trying to get more oxygen around uh, around to our muscles to our organs and so if we're not getting enough breath in with each with each breath we're not getting enough oxygen in with each breath so we're not taking those long slower breaths then our body is going to challenge our body physiologically to actually, you know, feed the muscles without oxygen, get rid of the carbon dioxide, feed the organs, feed our heart and our stomach. So obviously those, you know, having a raised heart rate is not great for our health and well-being. Having raised blood pressure isn't great for our health and well-being. Yeah. But also in terms of our mood and our stress and anxiety and those kind of mental health, mental well-being aspects, 
we know that it's really a really powerful tool so we know that if we're not doing it in the right way then it's going to have the reverse effect of when we're doing it in the right way so we know that if we're taking those shallow short breaths that's can put a stress on our body it also puts a stress on our minds and our brains so it's it's really detrimental it's detrimental to our energy levels to you know if you think about when we're moving around in our day-to-day life if our body's struggling to get enough breath those long lovely slow breaths in then obviously everything's gonna feel harder because your muscles need that oxygen to do yeah. that you know to go about the day-to-day life let alone when we exercise so it makes everything feel harder it makes your energy feel much lower everything just feels more of an effort if mm. we're not we're gonna feel more tired aren't we exactly and we think that mentally and physically it's they're different problems don't yeah. we they're, they're separate but they're not they're no. totally related it's fine, yeah. so if you're going around feeling really tired then you're going to think oh why am I tired and then yes. you might feel yeah stressed and anxious and about low. that and yeah. low yeah I mean so let's talk about more of the benefits of core breathing Sarah because I know I've real I've realized myself over the last couple of years I think it must have been the aftermath of covid and yeah. getting the business back up and running again which is actually busy which is really good but then you get the stress and anxiety like we've said that comes with that and then it does manifest into the different physical symptoms yeah and I remember asking your advice about that when we reconnected yeah and you were really helpful and you gave me some like stretching and breathing techniques and it did just come down to good breathing yeah and it really did help to calm that side of things down so we know that's one benefit and what else what other benefits so why should we do this core breathing yeah I mean so I start, I'll start from the bottom upwards. Yeah. Pelvic floors. So I, I talk yeah. quite a lot about pelvic floors <laughs> in my work. That. So I've, you know, I've got a whole course on pelvic floors and how to reduce the symptoms in our pelvic floors. We know mm. there's so many women, and actually it's not just a women's problem, it's men as well, but so many women that I work with and so many women, you know, all over the world are suffering with pelvic floor symptoms, like mm-hmm. leaking, prolapse, pelvic organ prolapse, pain, all these different symptoms around their pelvis. And we know that if we can just make this little bit of first of all the awareness and then these little tweaks to how we breathe it really helps our body to get in sync with the diaphragm at the top and the pelvic floor at the bottom when those are working in sync with each other it really does have a massive benefit and reduce symptoms so for me that's like an absolute easy win fix the breath patterns yeah and actually then reduce the symptoms in your pelvic floor and it's just a case of awareness but it also, you know, back pain, I've spoken about that, any kind of pain in your body. So if you've got this chronic pain or this achy pains where you're not quite sure where it's coming from, you know, it's nothing kind of serious that you need to go to the doctor about, but you've got this kind of tension that you're carrying. So for me, it was back pain. Mm-hmm. But we know that when we practice some relaxed breathing, practice some mindful breathing, bringing our awareness to our breath regularly, then that pain actually can just, just evaporate. Mm-hmm. But also stress, tension, anxiety, depression any kind of low mood sort of anything where we're looking at mental health we know that breathing and obviously Wim Hof and all this kind of stuff around cold water but also around breathing has really come into the limelight which is great and we know that actually breath work can be as effective as antidepressants so just wow. to be bringing your awareness to your breath and finding this way to practice this mindful breathing is such a powerful tool for our mental well-being so we know that then that means that even if you have no mental health conditions, we know it's going to improve your mood. Uh, it's going to, make, like we said before, make you feel more energised. And then we look at kind of things like performance in terms of exercise, sports, anything you're doing. We know that when we improve our breathing and we adopt that kind of longer, slower, calmer breath rather than this kind of 
either the breath holding or the chest breathing, we know that, that improves performance and improves um, your ability to and they swim for longer, run for longer, dance for longer, whatever it might be. We know that, that all improves. Yeah. So it's because it increases our lung capacity, doesn't it? When we yeah. expand our belly and it's love your lungs week. It's love after your lungs all. week. Amazing. So we've got to mention the lungs. Yes. Um, but it is getting used to using those muscles, isn't it? Because if we're not used to using it, they're not going to be trained, are they? No. We've got to retrain ourselves. Yes, to exactly. Do that. Yeah. And that's what I always say. It's about helping us get that connection between our brain and the body, the brain yeah. and the muscles, because we often have this disconnect with our bodies and you know we kind of I guess it's that whole thing again about you know maybe we're busier now and we maybe we're less aware of how we're feeling and how our bodies feel and so when we're babies and kids we breathe yeah don't we perfectly yeah well. perfectly the baby's like or well, the whole body's moved don't yes. they when we're sleeping yeah. and then the kids go around showing their tummies yeah, don't they yes. and they're sticking them out so yeah. they look at, yeah. they don't suck their tummies in, no, no, no. <laughs> and actually that's a really interesting point yeah because I that I realised recently and this is a bit sad actually but I've realised recently there was an age when I've noticed that girls are starting to hide their tummies with their arms right. and I feel like that must be like it must be coming on towards puberty where they start to because I guess of what they've seen in the media they're starting to put their arms but yeah up until that age where they've become aware of that kind of like Oh, how my body looks! It's great, isn't it? They just yeah. breathe, you know, breathe and yeah. Holly just keeps breathe. going around pulling his t-shirt up and saying, "Look at my tummy! Look how much food I've eaten!" Oh yes, exactly. Imagine totally. if we all did that. Yeah, <laughs> we'd be much freer, wouldn't we? Totally fine about it. Yeah, that's great. Brilliant. So yeah, let's go back to if someone's struggling from anxiety or nervous about something coming up, like public speaking. Yes. Do you think a good breathing technique can help yeah, with that? Absolutely, yeah. There's some really good techniques. Some of them are more for relaxation. Some of them are for more calming our nervous system down and just getting us into that kind of relaxed state. So for interviews, going on stage, anything where you feel a bit nervous about something, or just if you're feeling that overwhelm where you're kind of, you know, you might have some deadlines or something coming up that's a bit stressful. Yeah, there's some really great techniques that you can use, which work really well, really instantly. They're free, they're easy learn them and then you can do them anywhere yeah perfect i want to ask you about yawning because oh, yes. whenever i go to your classes yes. i am yawning away yes. like there's no tomorrow yeah. and you always say to me kiri don't worry don't stifle the yawn yeah. but i'm the only one i feel that's <laughs> yawning not. so much no you're not so why do we yawn i know yawning is great it's our body's really innate wisdom it knows yawning is a really grounding experience for our body our bodies just know, like, when you start to yawn, it's because your body is relaxing. It's starting to get into that really relaxed state. And it's starting to kind of, like, change into that kind of, you know, we yawn when we're tired. Yes. But it's because our bodies are getting ready to rest. Mm-hmm. So when we yawn, it's a really nice way of our body saying, oh, yeah, I'm here. It's okay. I'm, I've, I've found my state. So, yeah, it's a really nice thing for grounding i always try and say oh let's see if you can make yourself yawn and we pra- you practice a few fake yawns and then eventually a real one yeah. will come which is really lovely because <laughs> it does make you feel good inside but it's just our body's uh, natural way of saying oh yeah i'm, I'm gonna take a nice big breath in i'm gonna force it in and all of a sudden I'll come out the other side all calm it's mm, lovely isn't it and sometimes yes. when the kids have had a little crying thing yes. they yawn at the end don't they yeah. because it's like a relief yeah absolutely kind yeah of it's a nice around. way you know they're kind of coming around yeah yeah oh I tell you what else I do sometimes that makes me deep breathe, and that's smiling. Yeah. So I think, especially if I just go down the beach and then you just smile to yourself, don't you? And I yeah. automatically just take a nice deep yeah. breath. Um, it's because that kind of whole thing of link is linking, isn't it? Like the positivity and the happiness, yeah. and like ah, oh, yeah, like you know, you, yeah. you, when you smile, you you can't feel anger or stress or anything. So you kind of like, oh, I'm in a positive state, and it oh. relaxes your jaw as well, doesn't it? When yeah. you smile. 
that's what they're doing yoga when you're lying down on your relaxation bit at the end they say just make your mouth smile a bit and it sort of drops your jaw a bit yeah that's nice actually isn't it they do laughter yoga as well don't they oh yeah That'd be good. Mm. More laughter lines then. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need any more of them. <laughs> yeah, so we've got all these really good positives and all these really good benefits. We know that we should be doing it, but yes. it's just hard, isn't it, people? It is. Because we've been restricted breathing for most of our adult life. But we do just need to let it all out, don't we, basically? Just we let it go. Let it go, let it go. <laughs> I know, I mean, it's quite a good uh, kind of line for most things in life, isn't it? Let it yeah. go. Yes, it is hard. It is challenging. And with a lot of things that I talk about, I always try and help people by saying that we could habit stack these kind of things. So you could find something that you do every day and then practice a little bit of yawning just before or after you do it. So, you know, if you're having a meal on your own, for instance, you could just practice a bit of breathing before you do your meal because you know you're going to sit down for that meal every day. And so, you know, that there's always going to be that opportunity. Now, obviously, we've got families, so we don't kind of sit down for meals on our own. There are always children <laughs> screaming and yelling and throwing food. But, you know, it's just something that you do every day. So it might be that you, you set your alarm in the evening and then before you, you know, when you do that, you then practice some breathing. So we try and habit stack it so that it's like, okay, I'm going to remember just to practice some breath work today because all we have to do to change our breath the same with anything in life really is to bring our attention to it bring our awareness to it and then slowly our body starts to learn it and our body starts to go oh yeah okay and we start to have more awareness of it throughout the day even when you haven't really noticed that you're you you haven't consciously thought oh I must practice my breathing at 11 o'clock and 3 o'clock but at those points you probably have thought actually yes I just noticed my breath eventually our bodies will get used to it your body just picks on that pattern It's really clever that the way our bodies work because our bodies will always find the path of least resistance. And so, you know, it might be at the moment that the least resistance is that we do this kind of upper chest breathing because we've got loads of tension and tightness through our ribs and our shoulders and our backs. But then we start to bring our awareness to our breath at some point each day and we'll notice that the shoulders will relax a little bit when you do it. And that releases some of that tension. And so you'll notice that your posture will start to improve Mm -hmm. and... There's some lovely, a lovely exercise that I always, there's a couple of exercises that I always like to recommend as well. Shall I tell you about the two yes. of the exercises now quickly? That, Let's see if we can describe them. We can feel yeah. them as well. So then, yeah. So they're quite easy. So one of them is called the snow angel and you can do this laying down on your bed or just laying down on the floor and you just lay on your back and you take your arms out to the side as though you're kind of, your elbows are at 90 degrees and. Yes, I love that one. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? So yeah. your hands are facing up to the sky, your palms are facing to the sky and your elbows are on the ground, your hands are on the ground. And imagine you're making a snow angel with your arms yeah. where you just let your arms kind of slide up and down. And I can't touch my fingers. No. Without raising yeah, my ribs. Yeah. ribs. So I have to, you have to try and keep your ribs down, don't you? Yeah, it's useful. But I mean, to be honest, to practice to start with, you can kind of let your ribs lift a little bit, but okay. it's just a lovely, because it opens out a lot of our back muscles, shoulder muscles, chest mm-hmm. muscles, and that whole region of our, you know, our lungs. We think about our lungs. Mm-hmm. So you just make some snow angels with your arms on the floor. It is a lovely one. If you can keep your ribs down, obviously it gives you a bit more stretch, stretch. through those muscles. And it through is those a really joints. good stretch when you it do that. It is a lovely stretch. Mm-hmm. And it's that's on your um, strong to the core. Yeah, that's on my strong to the core. Yeah, yeah. program. Yeah, so that's both of my courses have that, and all my relaxations. We normally do a bit of snow angels because it is a, a lovely chest opener, which yeah. is really great for. And so that single thing, you know, think about okay, I'm gonna you know lay in bed either in the morning or at night and do a snow angel on my bed, and then at some point I'm you know gonna practice some breathing. You can even do it at the same time then, where you put your bring your arms back down and. Just practice, okay, so I'm just taking a note of my breath. Can I slow it down a little bit? Can I make it a little bit longer? 
that then there will have a huge impact on everything, you know, mm. just those simple things. Yeah, good one. How about can we describe the nasal breathing yes. you were talking so, about? Yes, so there's a couple of things. So obviously we've talked about why nasal breathing is so good. Obviously it gives us that lovely clean filtered air. But a lot of us are quite congested in our nose, me included, especially at the moment, because yeah, while we're recording yeah, this, well. I've got quite a lot of allergies. So yeah. Not got hay fever. Got hay fever. So when we've got this nasal congestion, it can feel quite hard to breathe through our nose. But I've been practicing this this year. So I've made it a real point because I used to think, oh, I can't because I'm too congested. I'll suffocate. I'll die. <laughs> obviously, I haven't died. Yeah. And I've been practicing. So now I'm, I pretty much can... Even through allergies, even through hay fever season, I can breathe at night with my mouth closed, which has been a real, wow. really kind of, it's quite tricky to get to sleep sometimes, but then I've mastered keeping my mouth closed. But the nose breathing practice that is a really nice one to practice, you can either do it by pinching your nose together or you can just do it without pinching your nose or whatever's more comfortable. But we take a breath in through our, now if you are congested or if you find it hard to breathe through your nose, you'll just do what you can with this one. But you're going to take a breath in through your nose, a slow breath in and a slow breath out. When you get to the very end of your out breath, you're then going to hold. You can either pinch your nose or just hold and just try and distract yourself a little bit. So you're not going to think about breathing. You're going to kind of you know, maybe wave your hands about, maybe have a look around the room. But you're not going to think about breathing. You're not going to breathe in until you absolutely get that absolute hunger for where you really need to. And then when you do get that absolute urge, that need to breathe in, you're going to slowly, slowly breathe in through your nose. And if you're so congested that you can't, you might take a little bit of air in through your mouth as well. And then you're going to breathe calmly and slowly for about 30 seconds. And then you can repeat this up to six times. So you can do it a couple of times or you can do it up to six times where you do a lovely in-breath, out-breath, hold, distract yourself, don't breathe in. When you get the absolute urge, you then slowly, slowly breathe in again and you do that lovely slow breathing for about 30 seconds. Do you have to do the hold each time or not? No. So basically you'll do a little pattern where you'll do breathe in, breathe out, hold, then do about 30 seconds of normal breathing where you're not holding. But through your nose still. Yeah, through your nose if you can. And that's a bit of a kind of a congestion clearer. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's a really nice practice to help us. And then... I often then give the alternate nose breathing as well. Oh, yeah. Well, you um, hold. Yeah, you the, hold one yeah. nostril. Should I talk about that now? Yeah, go on. While we're on the nose breathing. So yeah. then we can move straight into this practice. This is a yogi breath as well. And alternate nasal breathing, it can really help. Now, our bodies, weirdly, in this breath book that I was reading, it actually says that when we are breathing through our nose anyway, our body will actually just breathe through one nostril quite often and then it will change to another nostril and then and we don't notice it happening it's really strange but apparently we we actually just breathe through one nostril often and then we'll breathe through the other nostril anyway so the alternate nose breathing we're going to take a breath in and then you're going to close one nostril and breathe out now keeping that same nostril closed breathe in and then you're going to switch to close the other nostril and breathe out through the now open nostril and breathe in through that nostril and then switch and then you breathe out through that nostril and in through that nostril and then you switch breathe out breathe in and then switch and then you can continue that for maybe if you feel comfortable you can continue it for one to two minutes but that's a it's a couple of great things, but we're, we're activating our vagus nerve with a lot of this breathing techniques, which is our 
real calming nerves. It's the thing that I call it the equilibrator. I made that word up. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it like it's all about like bringing our body into equilibrium again. Yeah. So it's that very calming nerve. So if we can activate that vagus nerve with breathing, which we do for our nose. I did feel really calm doing that though. Did I you? think because you're focusing on one yes, thing as well, exactly. aren't you? You're just like, you can't really focus on anything else. else. Yeah. yeah. You're thinking, right, what am I doing next? I'm breathing out and I'm breathing in. Mm. Then you change out and in. And because I do think with breath techniques like that, you do have to just focus on it. Otherwise, you'll be like, oh, what am I doing? I've got to yeah. start again. Can't so, text at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do anything else. And that's, you know, something that can be quite hard. Yeah. So alternate nose breathing, really great for obviously helping congestion as well as activating that nerve vagus nerve and just getting us to practice more of the nose breathing. So if you do find you're a mouth breather, then practicing a little bit of those techniques can be really useful. Really useful. Thank you, Sarah. Hopefully people have benefited from that. So tell us more about your classes and how you can help people. I love your Relaxing Sunday class, which yes. I try and get to. And yes. It's on once a month and I don't always go because yeah. there's always things going on yeah. isn't there, but I do Absolutely. try and get there. So when is the next one, actually? The next one is the 2nd of July. And I also will be popping a couple of summer sessions at the beach, relaxation sessions at the beach as well. Mm. So we've got the 2nd of July is at the lovely, lovely Amethyst Cave, which is just lends itself beautifully to relaxation. Yes. So we've got those. I run a beach class in the mornings, exercise class for women in the mornings. So that's on at Fisherman's Walk in Southbourne for anyone that's local. And I also have two online courses. I have my pelvic floor masterclass for anyone that wants to find out more about their pelvic floor and how they can help it. And also my Strong to the Core course, which is a really great kind of movement all in one, kind of help you feel better in your body, improve core symptoms such as you know back pain or pelvic floor symptoms, but also just to feel much stronger and more mobile and more energised in your body. Yeah, really um, lovely. Yes. Yeah, so all lovely courses. I've been working my way through the Strong to the Core. I haven't gone yes. through it yet, Yes, but it's really good. It's just good that you can dip in, in and out of yes, it though, isn't it? Exactly. Because you can log on yeah. and choose something you can do. Yes. It's really good. Yeah, and there's I, options. Yeah, must do the pelvic floor one as well because... Yeah, yeah, feel like I need that at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so how can we find you, Sarah, on social media, etc.? So you can find me, I've got a website, which is mammologymovement.com. Mm-hmm. And all of my options for all my courses and classes are on there. I also have a Facebook group uh, where I share lots of tips and bits and bobs around fitness, breathing, movement, uh, women's health. And that is Women Fitness Balance with Sarah on Facebook. And you can find me on Instagram, which is Sarah underscore Scudamore, which is my name. Thank you. Shall I leave you with a breathing technique? Shall I leave you with the, the four, seven, eight breathing? Oh, yes. This is our relaxed breathing. So I'll just take you through uh, one round so you know what you're doing. Four, seven, eight. This is a really lovely, again, like the nasal, the alternate nasal breathing, you kind of have to focus a little bit on the breath. So it means you can't focus on anything else. But it has a breath hold in it, which again, this is really great for activating that, that vagus nerve. So all we do is we breathe in for four seconds, we hold for seven seconds, and we breathe out for eight seconds. And this breath, it can feel quite challenging to start with, so you might not be able to go for the full seven and eight seconds, you just kind of build up to it. Mm -hmm. But it's a really lovely one because we want a bit of a longer out breath sometimes, it can be really useful to our bodies, for our lovely lungs to have a bit more of a longer out breath. Mm -hmm. So we can practice, we breathe in, two, three, four, then we hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then we slowly breathe out, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven, eight. And you can repeat that about six times. And that's a nice little breath to really calm you. And if you're feeling a bit stressed or a bit kind of, you know, run down, that's a nice breath, especially if you're struggling to sleep. That's perfect. That's lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Are there any resources that you can recommend, Sarah? What books? Yes, I definitely recommend the book Breath by James Nestor. So you can get it on audio or in book form. Breath, let me show you the... Which has got loads of lovely practices as well as all the research. It's just really, really interesting to find out kind of why it matters, why our breath matters, which I think is great. And obviously there's lots of podcasts... I always recommend the Dr. Rangan Chatterjee oh, podcast. Yeah. He's because, great. Yeah, he's great. It's a great yeah. overall wellness. And he does do lots yeah. of work on breath as well and sleep and yeah. um, energy. So there's lots in there for that. Definitely. Thank you so much, Sarah. You're doing amazing things for people. So keep up the fantastic Thank work. you, Kiri. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you haven't already, please follow Kiri Presents or Inspiring Stories on the podcast platform of your choice. And don't forget to share on the socials if you enjoyed it. Thank you very much and talk to you soon.